Hello, I'm Major Adrian Allman. And I'm Captain Claire Allman. Welcome to the Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army podcast series. Birmingham Citadel is a Christian church located in Birmingham City Centre in the UK. This podcast is a recording of the Bible message that is shared during the Sunday worship service. You can now watch our service online through live stream at 10.30am every Sunday morning and can also find our stories and videos on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. It's good to have you share with us and as you listen we pray that God will speak to you. May you know God's abundant blessing today. Psalm 150 Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with the timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Nobody can be in any doubt as to what the psalm is all about. The word praise is mentioned 13 times in total. And it's no surprise that psalmist both starts and ends the psalm with praise the Lord. It's what he does in the previous four psalms. It is undoubtedly and unquestionably an instruction to praise. It tells us who to praise, where to praise, when to praise, and in fact, how to praise. If there was a dummy's guide or a how-to on praising, Psalm 150 is it. Maybe that's a little bit of a disservice because it is beautiful encouraging writing. In fact, it's been described as an eloquent, passionate cry to all creation to give Yahweh the praise due to him. Say that again. An eloquent, passionate cry to all creation to give Yahweh the praise due to him. And I think that sums it up beautifully. So, Darren, if that's all right, I'll just be on my way. Only joking, if we look at the psalm in just a little bit more detail, there's certainly so much more to find in these six verses than just a beginner's guide to praise. If we turn our thoughts to verse 2 and it says, Praise God in his sanctuary. Immediate thoughts of sanctuaries is a holy place. Therefore, it's a most fitting place in which to praise God. It's a place that's set apart for his honour, involves a special recognition of God's presence being right here at that moment. And if God should be praised anywhere, it should be in his sanctuary. However, when I've done a little bit of reading around this, I came across the thought that actually, in light of the new covenant and in the New Testament, we realise that God's sanctuary is no longer just a fixed building in Jerusalem. We find references in the New Testament to the sanctuary being in a number of different places. Hebrews 8, 1-2, Jesus serves his people in a sanctuary in the heavens. 2 Corinthians 6, 16, Jesus makes his sanctuary among his people collectively. 
And then this one's my favourite, 1 Corinthians 3.16. This is one to remember. Jesus makes his sanctuary in the individual believer. Jesus makes his sanctuary in the individual believer. In the last 18 months, if we've taught us anything, then surely it's been that church or God's sanctuary is in fact everywhere. Whether it's online, in the army hall, on a fellowship walk, in our own quiet time, we've all had to find new ways and new places to praise the Lord. So next we have praise him according to his excellent greatness. This always reminds me of the song, How Great Is Our God. Sing with me, How Great Is Our God. You have no idea how hard that was without actually bursting into song. But there's a time and a place for everything. And while it's right to praise God for the mighty things that he does for us each and every day, perhaps there's something even greater in praising him for who he is, rather than just what he does. Next, we have the famous list of how to praise God and what instruments to do it on it. So I'm glad that Roy's taken the list down. I'm going to see how many of you were listening or how many of you know the scripture really well. And let's see if we can list all the different things that the psalmist does indeed list. So you're going to have to shout really loud with your masks so that we can hear what you're saying. Can anybody remember any of the things? We've got harps. Tim, well, yes, we've got the timbrel, Julia. We have definitely got the timbrel. It's an infamous line in the Bible, isn't it, the timbrel? So we've got harps, we've got timbrels. We've got another timbrel. Symbols, symbols. Twice we've got symbols. What else have we got? The lyre and the trumpet. We're nearly there. The flute, yep, and the harp, and brilliant. So we have a whole big, broad list of instruments. But I reckon probably in the Salvation Army, we take ownership of many of these. And if it was a competition between us and other denominations, I think we'd probably win hands down. But I always thought that it was just a list. Maybe it was everything that the psalmist could possibly think of on his way to think of different ways we could praise God. Maybe it was different things that were happening in Bible times that he could draw upon. But I didn't realize how much meaning the instruments held individually and collectively. We start with the trumpet. And there's good reason to mention it first in this list because the sound of the trumpet in biblical times was associated with the grandest and the most solemn of events, such as the giving of the law, the proclamation of the jubilee, the coronation of Jewish kings, and the raging of war. We have the harp and the lyre, and then whether you love it, Julia, or you're not so keen, we have the infamous mention in the Bible of the timbrel. And then also we have mention of dancing and singing as ways to praise God, not just as entertainment, but ways to praise God. And I've realized in these last few days that this is not just a list. But actually, how broad it is tells us that God wants every class and every group of people to praise him. Because these instruments were, in fact, in biblical times, played by different classes of people. 
The horn was the curved sofa played by the priests. The harp played by the Levites. The timbrels were stuck by women as they were dancing. So all these different kinds of classes and variety of people who at that point were praising God highlights for us today that God wants all of us to praise him regardless of our age, race, class and gender. Then we get to my favourite bit. Praise him with the loud cymbals. And he repeats it with more emphasis. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Cymbals are played with strength and celebration. A collection of them together fills the room with sound. It's not halting or hesitant. I just love the way that God's love and goodness is compared to something so exuberant. Can you remember when you were at primary school and there was the instrument trolley? And it had two shelves, didn't it? And they pushed the trolley in and on the top you'd have all the small delicate instruments and you'd have the triangles, you'd have the, the little sleigh bells and those little ones that you ting, 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 I can't remember what they're called. Do you know what I mean with a string? No, not a triangle, like two little symbol-y things that are on a string and you go ting, ting on them. Tell them. Finger symbols, oh, finger symbols. And you have all the delicate ones on top, maracas, and then underneath you get the drums and you get the really big symbols with those loop, leather loops and you put your hands in them and wow. You remember that instrument trolley? Well, cast your mind back and there was always a boy, wasn't there? I'm going to call him Freddie and he's about eight years old and all year he's waited to be chosen to play something off the trolley and every year, all the way through, it's just gone past him, you know. And this time, at the end of the term, the music teacher said, OK, Freddie, it's your turn to pick an instrument. And you can imagine what instrument he's going to go for, isn't he? So he wipes his nose on his hands, and then he gets his hands through those leather loops, obviously pre-COVID times, and he gets the biggest cymbals he can, and he wants to play them, but he knows if he plays them before the teacher tells him, she's going to take them off him and put them back in the trolley. So he sits there cross-legged, and he's got cymbals really close and really ready in complete anticipation, and then as soon as the teacher says, okay, everybody, play your instruments, out go the arms. Big breath. And he bangs them as hard as he possibly can. And the smile on his face, because he's waited all year for this. And that's what the psalmist is saying. That's what our praise should be like. It should be full of gusto, anticipation, excitement, and a huge big smile on our face. Just like Freddie, who's waited all term for his chance. He doesn't care what anybody else thinks. And when I was reading about it, I came across this quotation by Boyce. Let's be done with worship that is always weak and unexciting. doesn't mean quiet, but always weak and unexciting. If you cannot sing loudly and make loud music to praise the God who has redeemed you in Jesus Christ and is preparing you for heaven, perhaps it's because you do not really know God or the gospel at all. If you do know him, shout hallelujah. I love the idea that we can be done with unexciting and weak worship. That we should praise God with every ounce of our breath in our body. Now, I don't know if you picked up on it in the video before, but just after the list of all the instruments, it said no one should be left out with an exclamation mark. No one should be left out. And I love that. It points straight back to the fact that the list of instruments is so broad because the psalmist wants to encourage every class of people. And how can we read such a thing and not think 
about our own William Booth's vision to create a church in which everyone was welcome to praise the Most High. Is that a vision we've realised? Would the psalmist, would William Booth, and indeed God, see us as an inclusive church inviting all to praise with us? I hope so. I miss those Sunday open-air walks where anybody could join us and come back to the hall and come and praise God however they wanted to. And I can't wait for us to include people in our worship again. It also points forward to the next section, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. There is no discrimination found in that sentence. Everything that breathes should give its praise to the one who gave it breath. Again, everything that breathes should give its praise to the one who gave it breath. Every breath is a gift of God, and praise is the worthy response that we should make for that gift. I love that every breath we take is a gift from God. And we're reminded of this very thought when we think of all those of our friends who've been promoted to glory over these last months. But it's also a reminder that we need to make the most of each day that we have and not waste them. So as we leave this place, and many of us pray and hope for an evening where we can do nothing but shout and praise, we need to remember to whom we give the highest praise. And I pray that your praise is like that of snotty eight-year-old Freddie, full of anticipation, enthusiasm, with no care to any other's reactions. That it's like the list of instruments. It's broad and far-fetching, not narrow-minded and restricted. And that you can continue to praise God wherever your sanctuary with him may be. As we watch the next video, Praise, let us reflect on how we praise the Lord, who has given us breath to live another day in his name. Amen.
And so until we meet again, however and wherever that may be, may you find peace and love in the sanctuary of God that lives within your hearts. Good morning and God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. So you don't miss any further recordings, please subscribe to this podcast and also share and review it to help other people find and join our Birmingham Citadel online congregation. This has been a production for Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army in the United Kingdom. If you'd like to know more about us or want to worship with us, then visit our webpage at birminghamcitadel.co.uk.